Welcome to Revolutionary War Rarities, the podcast of the Sons of the American Revolution. Like, follow, and subscribe to our podcast in your favorite application. You can also follow our podcast at fastfunhistory.com. For education resources provided by the National Society, Sons of the American Revolution, go to education.sar.org. And now, Revolutionary War Rarities. The following episode of Revolutionary War Rarities was filmed in a replica of the Bruton Parish Church, located at the American Village in Montevallo, Alabama. You will hear an echo in the audio track. Baby, it's cold outside. Season two of Revolutionary War Rarities, the podcast from the Sons of the American Revolution. Thank you for being with us today. My name is Jim Griffith. And my name is Jim Maples. Jim, did you know that ice cream was a thing during colonial times? Did not know that. Did you know that keeping meat cold was a thing during colonial times? Well, I can imagine that. You would assume, yeah, you would assume that it would be. And although air conditioning did not exist, there were experiments that had already occurred with how to make the warm months more livable. Uh, Those experiments involved the use of evaporation. Actually, it was Benjamin Franklin, as you might imagine, and John Hadley that discovered that evaporation of volatile liquids, such as alcohol and ether, uh, could rapidly cool an object. Now, in 1844, a Florida physician named John Gorey used compressor technology to make ice. And then he used ice to cool his hospital and his patients. But even the experiments that occurred before the revolution were not widely known or used at that time. And therefore, there was no real air conditioning at that time. And there was no artificially made ice either. So Jim, we know that ice cream was a thing during the American Revolution. And at the upper class, uh, people would serve ice cream to their guests. But without the technologies available to them, how did they freeze their ice cream? Well, it was called ice harvesting. Ice was actually considered a crop at one time in history. Okay. It's amazing. And it would be harvested and stored in as creative of a fashion as possible to retain its life for as long as possible. Uh, as a matter of fact, Martha Washington wrote to her husband in the warm season and said, ice is the most agreeable thing we have. I can imagine. So what was ice harvesting? Well, at the coldest time of the year, George Washington would direct his slaves to harvest ice from the Potomac River. There were tools that were used to cut and drag the ice to a cart. The cart would then be used to transport the ice to the ice house on the side of the hill between Mount Vernon Mansion and the river. The best, hardest, and thickest ice could be harvested during the coldest days of the year. Ice harvesting was dangerous and incredibly uncomfortable, but was done every year in hopes of having ice available for the summer months. So after filling the ice house with ice, they would then pour water on top of the ice in hopes of thickening the ice and making a solid sheet of ice in the ice house. The ice house 
was then insulated with straw and would frequently have dirt and grass growing on the roof to help lower the temperature inside the building. The ice itself would frequently be covered in sawdust to slow the melting process. Well, Jim, the ice house, specifically George Washington's ice house, had a deep hole inside of it. A well that would have to be filled with ice. So ice would be cut, drug up the hill to a cart, then carted to the ice house and hauled down into a well of the ice house via a ladder. To put this in perspective, a single gallon of water weighs about 8.34 pounds. Now, a gallon of water in liquid form weighs the same as a gallon of water that is frozen. However, when frozen, the ice expands by about 9%, meaning that 9% less ice can be stored in the ice house. So according to Mount Vernon, George Washington built his ice house from measurements provided by Robert Morris, another signer of the Declaration of Independence. We've talked about him many times on this series. Robert Morris' letter stated that his ice house was approximately 16 foot square by 18 feet deep. So according to my calculations, and I'm not the best at this, so don't hold me to these numbers, but 16 by 16 foot square is equal to 256 square feet. When you then multiply 256 by 18 feet, you get 4,608 cubic feet or 512 cubic yards. So how much water fills a cubic foot? Well, 7.48 gallons of water fills a cubic foot of space. In short, this ice house would hold 34,470 gallons of water. Now, if we lost 9% of that due to the expansion of the water after it was frozen, then we still have 31,367.7 gallons of water now in ice form filling the ice house. Well, Jim, that's a lot of numbers. And Jim, that would weigh 261,606 pounds. So the tools used for, the, used for this harvesting activity included an ice hatchet, an ice axe, an ice hook, and an ice pick. Okay. Now, as you can imagine, not everyone that lived during this time had the resources to harvest ice and enjoy, for, and enjoy that ice for at least part of the summer, but George Washington was not by himself either. There were others that could. Jim, ice was used for drinks, ice cream, and preservation of their food. Usually all 261,606 pounds of ice was gone by late June. If you were lucky, you might be able to make it into early July with a small amount of ice being left. So the first mention of ice cream in the colonies occurred during 1744. The first advertisement for ice cream came in the New York Gazette in 1777. And the first recipe for ice cream penned by an American is believed to be from the hand of Thomas Jefferson. Okay. Uh, it is also believed that he likely acquired his ice cream recipe while he was in France. So based on the melting and consumption rate of ice, it appears that having ice cream available for a July 4th <laughs> celebration was unlikely yeah. during the lifetime of our founding fathers. Thankfully, modern technology has relieved us all of the need to harvest ice from a frozen river. This is just one more example of the incredible challenges that people faced during the Revolutionary Era. The work of pulling that many pounds of ice out of the Potomac River had to be excruciating. The pains of preserving the ice were excruciating, and the exposure to the cold while doing this work had to be almost incomprehensible. The slaves at Mount Vernon 
did this work and achieved this task while braving the weather, the river, and the physical demands of this task that we are all forever grateful for having happened. Yeah. Ralph Lauren, the designer, is quoted as saying, a lot of hard work is hidden behind nice things. And if you wanted something nice like ice cream during the American Revolution, I can assure you that there was a lot of hard work required. And that, my friends, is a Revolutionary War rarity. My name is Jim Griffith. And my name is Jim Maples. And we thank you for joining us today. And please be sure to join us for the next episode of the Sons of the American Revolution podcast, Revolutionary War Rarities. This has been a production of the National Society, Sons of the American Revolution, www.sar.org.